You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Modern Web Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Osell. I'm an architect at this.labs. Today, we're very excited to sit down and talk with Shai Resnick about Quick, the framework that is taking the internet by storm. Uh, Shai is a founder and CEO at HiRes.io, a community DevRel at Quick, GDE for Angular, JS Israel founder, creator of the test effective development methodology, and honestly, so much more. But we have to get going. Shai, how's it? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to sit here and talk to you about Quick. I think Quick is uh, among the technologies and the frameworks that just everybody is talking about, and usually in positive terms. Um, you know, we just saw the the state of JavaScript released, and you know, I know that it's not the most perfect methodology uh, out there, but even still, it was quite favorable for Quick. Um, you know, despite being used by you know still a small fraction of developers, over two thirds of respondents wanted to learn more about it, and over eighty five percent of the people using it said they would keep using it in the future. So, talk to us a little bit about you know how these are exciting times to be a, a quick developer and certainly to be a DevRel for quick. Yeah. So uh, first of all, let me adjust this thing. Just got a standing desk and I wanted to stand because, uh, you know, more energy and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, exciting times, super exciting times. Um, I, uh, my story with Quick uh, was a, a surprising, you know, uh, story, let's say, uh, of uh, how I got into this. And I think my story, um, like, you know, uh, hold the, 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 the a shared story for other people who are discovering it and at first they're like oh oh another framework like you know uh, we i think i thought we were over this javascript fatigue phase of like every five minutes a new framework is uh, getting born uh but you know how i got into it i actually like two years ago uh, mishko shared with me uh like a you know a, a very first version of uh, of quick and it was uh, very innovative in terms of like, okay, uh, what it does, but the developer experience wasn't optimal. Uh, so I was like, uh, you know, checking it out and say, like saying, okay, giving some pointers or tips from as a developer, from my point of view as a, just like a, a developer and saying, okay, let's check it out in like a couple of months, like everybody is doing because we have our own stuff to get done, you know, in our day to day. Um, and, I think like uh, eight months ago or more, I invited uh, Mishko to give a talk in JavaScript Israel, my meetup group, um, and about Quick. And then he shared again about Quick, and I saw a whole different developer experience story with like a different API. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And he said a bunch of things that made me think, that got me to a aha moment of like that's interesting like i i i saw how this is completely different than everything that is on the market today and i was like hmm so i got i got i started digging more into it and i got more and more excited <laughs> because i saw like okay 
like this opens up a new generation of web development frameworks and it's not just like an improvement over what is currently uh, you know in stock today with uh, as an option um and then you know I talked with the with Mishko and um he flew over <laughs> to, here to Israel we recorded a course about quick and we did a workshop um Uh, about deep dive into like the performance world and you know uh, like trying to build a solution for the current problems with the top of the industry here in Israel and you know it was a very successful workshop and people there got super super excited about it because we actually built a, a pseudo framework around like you know trying to solve it and you know um, After this workshop and after the responses and everything, uh, we sat down and we talked, and I was like completely busy with my you know uh, you know we're doing angular consulting and we're doing um uh, uh, testing consulting and and providing courses and selling courses and stuff like that. And I just like got this like hunch about, hey, this is the future, so And, and I saw that you know the there you know a, a key part in in any framework is uh, the community around it and I thought I could contribute to that so I talked with Mishko and the team and you know decided to contribute you know my time and helping out in building the community around it because uh, I wanted to see this thing you know um, mature sooner and in the right uh, kind of way of a uh, building the an inclusive community and a friendly community uh, especially um, regarding to other frameworks and other solutions so I took inspiration from the lovely angular community which I'm still part of and still active in um, and like with regards to how people in the angular community like angular developers and and the, the angular core team are treating other solutions and And other you know developers and in a friendly way in a very inclusive way and this is what I wanted to see for quick so it won't be about like we are better or we are you know uh, or all that crap but more of like hey we are all JavaScript developers we're all in this game together right and we all try to make each other uh, improve and you know take inspiration from each other so uh, just like quick and got a lot of inspiration for other frameworks and other frameworks are now looking at quick to get inspiration about like how uh, the future will look like so that's basically how I got into quick and why I got excited and and when I shared with my team at hires that you know I'm going to <laughs> contribute my extra time and uh, in order to, to to help out the team uh, they were like why <laughs> like why should we invest even you know, Like resources now when it's like it was before beta it was like alpha and really still early and and I basically did this whole analysis of like like a stock market analysis of why like the gut trying to explain the gut feeling that I had doing this like from the 90s as a web developer uh, and I've been here before many times uh, and seeing you know frameworks uh, being successful and frameworks uh, uh, maybe fail fail and you know see all the factors that contributed to, to it so I did this analysis of explaining trying to explain my gut feeling about why I think 
quick uh, symbolize a next generation of web development. Uh, and after I did this whole thing, they were like, oh, now we get it. Okay, we're on board. So yeah, that was, uh, so I did a, a lecture about it as well, like describing this like analysis and all that stuff. So we can talk about that if you want to sure. and the analysis of like, you know, um, the generation, how we got here and what, what the future holds and stuff. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm surprised that your team didn't approach you and ask first, wait, what are you talking about free time? Where is this free time you suddenly have? But <laughs> yeah, uh, Exactly. It's like a lack of sleeping for the past uh, eight months. Um, moreover, like working after hours and doing a lot of um, necessary things to, you know, to get this, uh, this uh, accelerated uh, uh, adoption happening. Um, it's, it's exciting to have that energy, right? I mean, that's that's the, the, the energy of, of being in something that you believe in that that excites you enough that uh, can even be more enticing than sleep sometimes is, uh, is a great, great <laughs> right. feeling. Yeah, it's great feeling, not healthy. Don't try it at home. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that, that is a great feeling it, it, like like very exciting, very innovative, you know, the working with with the team in like from Builder.io, uh, Mishko and Manu and Adam and, and Yoav and Steve and, uh, and and Sammy and other, like, you know, the, the team over there is like super, super experienced and smart and they're working super fast, improving stuff that usually takes frameworks months to, to introduce. They're like solving it in weeks and, and even less. Um, so it's like, you know, being on a wild ride and uh, with super fun. And also now that, you know, we are not like, you know, three people in the community, but you know, thousands and uh, we, we created a, a, a program um, called Quick Heroes. So it's like, you know, like quick experts, but heroes. Um, and we have lots of great people from the community that are contributing their time as well. And th these are super smart people and super friendly as well. You begin in this like, com uh, like, like a friendly group of, uh, of, 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 of people helping out uh, and you learn, learn from each other and, and such. So it makes it even more of a community uh, that you want to keep going back to and help others and, and, get help to your issue and get encouragements you know for stuff that you're doing and no one is criticizing you know lack of knowledge or stuff like that and again that was important for that's why I, it was important for me to to be part of of this uh like devil um effort uh, to make sure that we keep this vibe we keep because this is the way to grow um yeah. in my opinion What's super interesting about this to me is that, you know, if you, if you look at something like backend development, I feel like, you know, to really generalize things for the purpose of this conversation, monoliths were so popular forever. And then um, microservices started to gain popularity. And then immediately after microservices was serverless, like it wasn't even like a full generation. It was just, here's a cool idea and now an evolution of an idea. And, you know, in front end frameworks, we 
you know, for a period there, it was Angular, it was Vue, it was React, right? That was the triumvirate. And there, there was the framework wars of the 2016, 2017 period where there was the JavaScript fatigue. It felt like everybody was taking another stab at this. But from 2018 onward, it really quieted down and it really was those three. But then all of a sudden you see like Gatsby and Next. And then we immediately pivot to a generation of like Quick and Solid and Svelte. I know the timelines of some of these are a little bit off, but can you kind of explain why suddenly um, we're all inspired to to sort of solve a new set of problems? Like, what what is it that we're as a community and and certainly as you know, Quick Team is responding to as a sort of an unfulfilled need or potential that sort of is prompting this innovation? What what feels like suddenly to people? Um, you know, after it had been just kind of those big three for a long time. Yeah, that's a good question. Lead to you know what, what I, the analysis that I did because, um, as I said, I've been here from the '90s, and um, it's important. You know, a lot of developers, most of the market are like developers from recent years, like you know, I don't know, five, six years, probably, uh, and and. And the old timers, okay, are, are like less than the majority. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, so it's important to learn the history. Just like you know, I read this book by Ray Dalio, which is one of the most successful investors, financial investor in the world, um, and, and this a book called Principles, where he explained how he used principles to analyze, like you know, um, the market, the stock market, and stuff like that. So. Basically, you know, following the formula is like, you know, know your past, analyze the history to un understand the patterns from that history, project those patterns to the future and try to, to assess where we're going. And, and, and the why of the past will help you maybe bet on the right what <laughs> uh, in the future, right? So that's the process that I use to analyze uh, intuitively maybe this investment, let's say. Um, and it starts, as I said, from the 90s, so just a brief, we started from, you know, a static HTML website. We then, um, uh, something got us to innovate there because in the beginning, it was just plain text, right? With links to each other. And that's it. Those were like the happy days of like, you know, modems and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and I asked myself, what got us to innovate? And this is the same answer to answer your question. It's the same thing. Basically, there are a couple of forces that are, you know, ac uh, like actively uh, operating in our field. Uh, and and I, I will focus on two. Okay. The first one is UX or user experience. And this is a broad topic, but for this discussion, we'll narrow it down to just like, the time it takes the app or website to load, the time it takes uh, for the interactivity, you know, to run, uh, and also not repeating yourself uh, as a user, not uh, refilling the same forms, you know, not doing all that stuff. So this is the UX side. And the, on the other side, we have the DX or developer experience, which is basically a structure, okay? So we want as developers something that it has a clear structure where things are going and it's the same consistent way, right? Um, we want uh, to do more with less code, okay? So we just like one one function that does lots behind the scenes or, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's part of it. Um, 
uh, and I forgot the, the third one. But <laughs> basically, these are like the probably like a, a get reminded of it. But basically, this is on the developer experience side. Um, you know, we want something that uh, will be oh, and it's easy to learn. This is the third one. Like it's easy or you know maybe simple to to comprehend or to get to get a, 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 a going faster from the get-go, like easier uh, learning curve, and also easier to maintain, you know, in terms of like, uh, once you have like a proper sized app, it's easier to, to maintain it. So these are, this is on the developer experience side. So when you keep these two forces in mind and then analyze the, you know, the past, you see that there's a trend or there, there are patterns that keep repeating. For example, we move from static web, uh, HTML site into multi-page apps like PHP and ASP, even before.NET. Why did we do that? We did it because we wanted to, as developers, we, want to, we didn't want to change 1,000 websites or 1,000 um, files, HTML files, when we changed the layout of the website, right? So we wanted something automatic. So we moved this repeating logic or repeating content to the database, and we had this rendering, server-side rendering. This was the OG server-side render that still happens, right, uh, till this day. Um, so it was a DX or developer experience, you know, uh, that in, um, in, uh, affected it, uh, this move. But it, has a, a, it had a negative effect on the user experience side, right? Because now users needed to wait for the database to load the content and the, for the server to render the content and took more time than just serving static HTML. So long story short, okay. So if you mentioned like, you know, in, in my talk and in the upcoming, like, you know, quick course, which is going to be a free course uh, about like, you know, introduction to quick, um, I actually show these, you know, lines on like an illustrative graph that you can see like, you know, when developer experience goes up, like in that transition that I just talked about, the user experience went down. And whenever the user experience went down, you know, uh, th that's when the innovation started to happen. So then we moved from MPA to like MPA plus JavaScript or DHTML, which was the same cycle, you know, it improved a bit the user experience, then the developer experience with jQuery got better. It always like, you know, take a, a dip and then goes up like the developer experience because we have a learning curve to understand the patterns of this new technology. Uh, and when it reaches a certain point, the developer experience, uh, the user experience goes down. So when the user experience goes down is when we have another innovation. So that's after the DHTML era, so we had like static HTML, MPAs, and DHTML, and then we, or dynamic HTML, and then we moved to the SPAS era, which began with flash, you know, development with like, a, it was called rich internet applications, which then became SPAS with JavaScript. And around from like 2006 till 2000, you know, um, 16, like 10 years, we had this, you know, spa era where instead of loading and waiting for each page, you could like load the entire app at once and have a desktop-like experience, right? Where you can navigate between stuff. And also you preserve state between 
page transition. So user didn't, on the UX side, didn't have to refill their multi-part form again if they go back and forgot something. Uh, the, the old timers here know how annoying that was, you know, to fill some insurance uh, company multi-part form and wanted to kill everyone uh, <laughs> after like, you know, missing all of these fields. Um, so basically, um, um, in that part, like uh, until like what happens, what happened in um, uh, in those ten years, we had this learning curve, right? Or as developers, you know, we started with uh, I'm, I'm jumping to tw 2012, around 2012, when we had had this innovation era after like you know uh, Steve Jobs decided to kill Flash, you know, so people moved away from Flash to you know. Was, because, it, was uh, it 2012? It feels no, like it, it was, was a couple years ago. Yeah, it was it was 2010 when he announced it. 2011 wow. started like in the era of innovation around JavaScript because it was mainly jQuery and maybe Moodles and Dojo and stuff like that. And then mm -hmm. uh, we saw stuff like Backbone and Knockout appearing in and Angular JS uh, started in like in uh, got to 1.0 at the middle of 2012. And then we started this era of AngularJS and then React started in 2013, I think, and like it got more traction. Uh, and again, you know, we had like lots of, of issues there, but mainly it was because of the developer experience. All the innovation that happened there was partially uh, to improve the user experience, but most of it was... Oh, I'm writing all this code and it's not maintainable and all that stuff. So let me introduce a simpler concept with like, you know, maybe JSX or maybe like, you know, stuff like that or um, less complexity and all that stuff, right? 2016, you know, the what was the, the year that server side rendering got back into fashion with Next.js and Angular Universal and, you know, um, and Vue became more popular and Nuxt and, you know, uh, the innovation started happening there. Why? Because the user experience, you know, as app became bigger, we added more and more JavaScript, you know, with like, you know, NPM blow, uh, like blew up. And now we could like install packages from NPM to use in our client side application. Um, and then, you know, we got to megabytes of JavaScript applications and the user experience uh, was like degraded over time. Uh, so we realized, okay, there was something back in the day with server-side rendering where we could render on, you know, the server and just, you know, serve the HTML and then worry about the JavaScript or load the JavaScript. So search engines could see something and also users could see something. So basically that was uh, the solution then. And then hydration was a, a technique that got introduced. So after you serve you know, uh, for example, in X, you serve, you know, the first HTML uh, page. It's not interactive until JavaScript gets loaded and the framework gets, you know, uh, replayed or, you know, uh, executes on the on the client side to add the interactivity points like the event handlers and all that stuff. So that was 2016. So since and that was the start. But in recent years, it get got more and more popular with um, you know, uh, Next and, and Remix uh, and other and, you know, Svelte, SvelteKit and SolidStart now, which is uh, more like uh, from 2021. But 
all the meta frameworks, okay, or the hybrid frameworks that starts on the server and you know continues on, on on the client and that was again to solve the user experience now the boom in um in um in recent like you know technologies they are not new like svelte svelte is not new view is not new solid is not new that's right uh they, they are they are just got more popular in recent years because i feel that on the developer experience side for example solid uh maybe introduced a more developer friendly way to you know uh, uh handle you know change detection or like you know state changes or state management with reactivity and, and but if you pay attention svelte and solid for example started to tackle the user experience problem to 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 provide a more a faster rendering framework but because they didn't have the baggage and you know all the requirements of a more veteran framework they could like innovate more quickly on the developer experience side uh so there's like a cost of being popular and you have to you know make sure you're not you know introducing too many breaking changes uh or like changing the model although you know, and sometimes you don't have resources even to 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 work on the new you know innovative way so this is the evolution that we got and now uh, this is this was the context and now we are in, in this era and you see a lot of people talking about it where there's like something in the air like there's a transition happening right where i feel that we are now back in so we had six years of trying to improve the user experience and we hit a local maximum with like okay there is so much we can do on the server side you know rendering just like the a- initial html like a dumb html but then we still have to pay the cost of like introducing all this javascript so we hit a local maximum on the user experience on the developer experience we are still innovating but we got to a better point right it's more like we have patterns we have like you know a large uh, you know uh, community around like the popular tools and uh, ecosystem but it's very hard to innovate on the user experience side until quick <laughs> like this this was the realization and why if we if, if we take this you know patterns and we can see that you know the user experience degrades as the use the developer experience increases you know and then it switches so the user experience like with new innovation increases but the developer experience like takes a dip and then increases and then the user experience goes down again this is the the recurring pattern if we project it to the future something will cause the user experience to go up now like some some innovation will do that uh it won't be just a javascript framework it also stuff that happens on the server side edge uh, computing and edge functions um you know lots of uh, solutions but basically things are going to a more you know like how how can we improve the user experience side and things like core vitals from google affecting seo ranking and you know conversions and all that stuff and ad cost these are driving the innovation on the search engine facing apps okay anyone who cares about search engine optimization uh and usually when this affects these companies who any you know saving in the initial loading time or in the user experience uh, 
you know, uh, equals to millions in the bottom line, um, the companies there uh, put resources on uh, contributing back to the community, uh, hiring more people from the community uh, of this like certain solutions, um, you know, uh, investing in open source tools um, and, 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 and such. And then we see a move from the non-surgeon and uh, you know, uh, thing apps like all the apps behind login who don't really care about the search SEO rankings and all that stuff start to move. The Why? Because a lot of the focus, you know, is happening on the baggage-free frameworks that are innovating on the UX side. So like a technology, a new technology like Quick, for example, who can afford, because it's still in beta, afford itself to take the best ideas, the most you know popular ideas from all the frameworks in terms of what got uh, um, adopted or you know uh, by the majority and got like the best user experience. Um, for example, like you know JSX got the, the most popular you know usage uh, from all, all the other uh, frameworks. Reactivity with signals and you know got popular with uh, with Solid uh, first and then you know with other uh, frameworks. Um, you see, you take all of this and then innovate on top of it and introduce something that all the other frameworks cannot do. Uh, we'll get to with quick. Uh, then you have like a you know a formula. When I project it to the future, I see like a trend, you know, happening of okay. The first companies will use Quick, gain those U UX benefits. We start a trend of other companies wanting to be on like on par, like you know, to 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 match the same experience. They put more investment into it, and then you start seeing more and more developers, you know, migrating over to this and more talk about you know this new innovative thing. Plus, Quick specifically has this innovation factor that excites that what i'm saying excites developers because after long a long period in you know the front end development world and javascript world we're seeing we're now starting to talk about new concepts and not the same old let's build a component with just a different uh, syntax so yeah. that's the context of why I got excited about Quick, and we didn't even talk about yet what in Quick, what in Quick, got me so excited. And <laughs> okay, this is a new generation. Yeah, we can go to that in a second. But you know, it's interesting that you say you know you talk about the the DX, the developer experience, and the user experience piece because you know it can sometimes be taken for granted just how far the web has come as far as uh, not just user experience but capability. I mean. I've been around on the web since very early on, and I remember what the pages used to look like back in the day. I remember my GeoCity sites and the types of things mm -hmm. we were accomplishing. And now the types of experiences that people are demanding, both as users and as companies that are trying to create them, um, you know, they expect a certain level of capability. And I think that raises the barrier to entry for any web developer to create a competitive or interesting web experience and I think that's what a lot of these frameworks were, were battling against is the developer experience that enabled people to actually get through the door and compete with massive teams of people at Google, at Facebook, at wherever else 
who am I working at, you know, my local bank working on their website, trying to make something where people go, well, I saw on Facebook, they can do this. Why can't you do this on, on your site? And so yeah. these tools enabled them to do that. But you're exactly right that as they started throwing developer experience and allowing more people into the community, um, there were more of these like little workarounds we had to remember. Like, oh, you have to remember to set the location in your router so that the back button in your browser really works. And you have to remember to prevent default on your forms so you don't cause your page to go haywire. And you know, you start building up all these little workarounds. And I think what maybe is the part that is both a user experience boon and I would argue a developer experience boon is that it feels like the next generation of frameworks is actually re-embracing the platform, but not, not capitulating to the platform, but reintegrating it from first principles. And kind of, I, you know, I've saw this a lot with the Remix community. I, I love it because I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. We've been in frameworks for so long, you forget as you relearn what forms actually do or what, you know, what all these different parts of the platform actually do and how they actually work and how, you know, these frameworks don't have to fight against it. So I feel like that, and I don't know if you agree, but I feel like that's part of what's driving both the user experience boon with the next generation of libraries and honestly, innovations on the existing frameworks. Let's not say that like Angular and React Review are doing nothing to embrace this moving course, forward. And and that's a great point. That's a great point because the way I it, it's not like when you have, um, you know, in the beginning of the, the spa era, you had like smaller frameworks. We didn't have lots of... Um, you know, uh, like large core teams and lots of investment behind behind that. And part of what made, you know, uh, AngularJS successful is because Google was, you know, uh, sponsoring it and was behind it. And also what made uh, React uh, super popular uh, was that the fact that, you know, we had like a Facebook behind it. Then we started seeing a shift, like with Vue, we started seeing a shift of like more community-led uh, uh, frameworks and then with Svelte and then with Solid and then, you know, with others now with, uh, you know, Astro and you saw like a different story starting to happen there uh, with community, you know, led uh, uh, frameworks starting to pick up more and start to, to, to provide an alternative that companies actually feel safe to use because, because of the power of the people leading the the initiative like the you know the, their experience and the way they handle stuff plus the community that was built around it the ecosystem the support the stack over questions and all all that stuff so regarding that um all the current frameworks the big ones angular react Vue, uh and, and all the rest are in next and you know and and and, and such will still innovate. They won't like say, oh, there's a new generation, so let's close the shop and, you know, buy everyone. No, these are super smart people who are working on these firms, which I personally know, and they're looking as well as everyone else on all, you know, the, the solutions that are, you know, upcoming and figuring out ways to in incorporate. But I didn't see anyone of the major framework saying, oh, no, this is not the future. You know, we will we'll stick with what we have and that's it. Okay. Nobody's saying it. 
even you know you saw the keen if you saw the keynote from ngconf you saw sarah dresner um which is also super smart friendly and experienced saying we're looking at you know innovations with like for example stuff like resumability from quick or stuff you know like signals from solid or you know everybody's looking at it and that's what exciting about it and that's why i'm trying to promote this we're all in this javascript game together and not like we are better than you because we all push each other to innovate for better of everyone for the users and the developers and going back to first principles with like the web fundamentals that's the job of you know the framework authors to push that that's what remix push for you know um, um, with progressive enhancement for example and I feel that this is like that's what the requirement or the restraint that you have from edge you know running on the edge you need to embrace you know the web platforms and uh, the platform capabilities and such so we're seeing it from the framework uh, side but I want to get to you know talk about like in a sentence, Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we build this up, you know, that, that we teased about Quick and why and like, you know, all that stuff. But we didn't say what is so innovative about Quick and, you know, how it is opening up like a new generation of web frameworks. Uh, so I'd like to, to, to say it this. Uh, yeah, please. Forget it. Okay. So um, it took a while to, to, to figure out how to explain it because, it, you know, it's... It, When, when you have new concepts it, it's it's challenging often but um uh, uh, Mishko and I think Steve uh, had this great metaphor of you know how quick is different that everyone you know relate to basically it's the same it's the difference between video downloading and video streaming so back in the day when you wanted to watch a movie you You had to download the entire file in order to watch the movie right from the beginning legally you of cannot, course legally legally of course not like you know torrents and stuff like that but uh, not, then we had like sites like YouTube and you know all that stuff that uh, popularized uh, streaming so you could stream you can go to um, the, the end of the movie and start playing from like the, there and not like wait for the entire thing to load and stuff like that That's the innovation that Quick brings for JavaScript. So I started coining this term JavaScript streaming, which is not a real term <laughs> up until now. We have HTML streaming, we have stre- data streaming, but we don't have JavaScript, you know, like parts, you know, a chunk of the JavaScript application being streamed to the browser. And that's the major capability that Quick brings to the table. which basically allow you to take just like you can take a 10 gigabytes uh, video file and stream it with just like one megabyte of video or what, whatever you need to see in that point in time you can take a 100 megabyte application no matter how big it is and just stream it to the user just in time uh, When it needs to um, to look at the certain page or interact with a certain um, you know button or stuff stuff like that now an important uh, thing to know here is that when I'm talking about streaming with streaming you have buffering right so it's not like you're waiting after each second for the video to load you are buffering on a s- separate thread 
while you're seeing the video, right? The same happens with quick because a lot of people when they learn about quick and it's partially for uh, because of the explanation in the early days of quick, they're thinking about lazy loading. They're thinking about, okay, you don't anything, you just uh, up 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 front, you're just seeing the server side render HTML, okay? But then when you click on a button, then it would download the code for that button, like lazy load uh, that code. And it's not really what happened. If that happened, then it will be the worst user experience ever because you know on every interaction, users need would need to wait, right? So the same thing with buffering of video happens in quick with buffering of JavaScript chunks. So when the app loads, quick behind the scenes, Uh, using a service worker, which is a separate thread, start to prefetch all of the possible interaction points of this page to, uh, to the cache. And then when the user actually interacts with like a button, it only then only executes that code that is already on the client, on the browser. So uh, comparing... To the, like if we go back to the video downloading metaphor, what happens in all the solutions currently, other than quick and maybe uh, uh, like Marco, uh, which is an, uh, by eBay, which is also very uh, innovative. And, um, I'm, and I, I, I saw like a lot of um, talks and, and, and stuff about how version six of Marco Is going to be also with the same streaming capabilities or like you know buffering and stuff like that uh, that quick has um but all the solutions today basically do the video downloading stuff even if it's like you divide the video into three parts or like you know lazy loaded routes you still basically down need to before the user can interact with the page you need to download the whole app and then the whole app need to execute the Or to run on the client to you know figure out all the event listeners and all that stuff so it will be interactive what quick is doing is allowing you to not do that and to actually it's render page on the server it knows to it already renders it as it was the browser okay this is what happens with server-side rendering you run it on the server and With a fake DOM or with like you know to create the the output HTML that you need to create in order to send it but quick is smart enough to know how to take a snapshot of the memory of that point in time all the event listeners all the state all the possible interaction points and uh, serialize it into the HTML itself and send everything like a virtual machine, You know, you pause it and you can send the virtual machine file to another computer and re- uh, resume it. You send, like the virtual machine is basically this HTML file that you send to the browser and it's starting to patch and buffer all the uh, stuff in be- the background and it's fully interactive with all the knowledge. You don't need to execute even one line of JavaScript in order to make it because everything is serialized in the HTML. And that capability... Is the new generation I feel that in two three years everyone will work this way everyone will you know it, it it's just like you know Netflix killed you know blockbuster right? 
So all the major frameworks, I feel, will have to find a way to support this capability and not... So we, we're seeing it like with frameworks like Astro, which became a, a more known uh, in 2021 because they, they, they uh, you know, released 1.0. And basically they did, they tried to solve it with, uh, and they are solving it with uh, introducing the concept of islands. So you basically mark stuff on your, um, on your HTML or template to mark, okay, which can be lazy loaded or deferred. And that way you, you have a more fine-grained lazy loading and not by route, but by parts of the page. Now we talked about the developer experience and user experience. Quick allows you to do the island thing automatically out of the box. So you need to know or to do the, you know, the, like we said, the manual configuration of stuff just gives you all of this capability out of the box. Of course, you have you know, restrictions that you don't have in other frameworks or what you can do or not in terms of like how to develop. But if you follow the rules, you get everything out of the box and the code looks very similar to you know, what you see in other frameworks like React or stuff like that. So um, if we think about the graph of developer experience going down and the user experience uh, going up or vice versa, the user experience going down and the developer experience going up, Quick, I feel for, for the next period of time is actually making them both go up and making the path of least resistance for the developers, you know, the path of also of best performance for the users. So developers under pressure and under deadline don't need to remember to configure this part as an island or as a lazy loaded route or as it just automatically. And I feel that, you know, what we value the most as developers are laziness. <laughs> is laziness, right? So, you know, if we can be lazy on stuff and don't think and just focus on what we need to do, uh, that's the best thing. So that's why I feel Quick is, you know, marking like the next generation. I feel like in the future, all of the frameworks will have to adjust and it would be interesting to see the next couple of years unfolding this way. And I'm still with other frameworks helping. I'm CD for Angular. I'm still, you know, providing feedback and helping out and wanting to see Angular uh, succeed. And I know that they're working behind the scenes are, you know, changing the reactivity model, improving the developer experience. So I would like to see, and we as a team in Quick would like to see all the ecosystem move forward. And that's why we're collaborating and helping each other. And it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not competitive, it's collaborative. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. anyway, that's the one I want to yeah, it's 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 super interesting because you know I think anybody that heard um, you know Mishka talk about this over the last couple of years has probably heard this whole conversation of resumability and hydration as sort of the core selling point of Quick, and I think that's still correct. But I, I think, and you you've sensed this as well that it's one of these things that again, if you sit down with Mishka and you get a chance to talk to him, and he gives you the actual whole pitch, everybody I've ever seen come out of that conversation is a believer. They go, yeah. that is really cool. But I think sometimes it it struggles to go across the whole community because as a concept, um, you know, people sort of look at resumability and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, hydration, it, it's server-side rendering and then I have stuff on the front end, okay. Or they think of, you know, this intelligent splitting pieces in these boundaries and these containers and they say, well, yeah, I've had lazy loading for a long time. And 
it's it's got to be really hard to kind of go into a term which was broad and now have to inject gradiation, you know, gradations of it and say, yes, let's talk about the idea of hydration and resumability, but now there's going to be different steps and different ideas inside of that. Because one of the things that was super exciting to me when I started seeing Quick was it, there's a part where you talk about um, Quick and they're like, is Quick static site generation? Is it server-side rendering? Is it client-side, you know, spa? And basically the documentation just says, yes. <laughs> and and it, and it can kind of be all those through kind of the magic of what resumability is, which is kind of just this ability to just grab everything you have right now and walk somewhere else with it and then just pick up from where you left off. And that's powerful. It's different than what we had. It's not that we haven't had versions of that, but like, and to have that without the developer having to do a bunch of configuration. Like if you go and you look at what quick code looks like next to somewhat equivalent React code, you're gonna say, this makes sense to me on a conceptual level. Like this fits my mental model. It, um, there are a lot of similarly named constructs, a little bit of new syntax here and there, but this feels very familiar. And you're like, where is the magic? Where do I have to know where to put the new magic? Where do I say, this is the resumable part, or this is the container, or this is the whatever. And that is the other part of the magic, which is just how much happens in the quick loader and the optimizer that you will just never need to know about, uh, or at least you don't have to know about, um, as long as you're just using it correctly uh, and using the syntax correctly. You know, I, I don't know if you can speak to that. I mean, like these topics, uh, you know, again, it's one of these things that once you've been read in, it's great. But I'm sure you encountered a lot of people that they say, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that, the, the, the joke, you know, when your mom says, we have, we have resumability at home. And it's like, resumability at home is hydration. Uh, so, you know, you speak to that as you try and to like reprogram people's minds and kind of expand their understanding or their ability to think that there is maybe more nuance to these, these concepts uh, that, that, you know, you're trying to sell people on. Yeah, and that, that, that's a great point. Uh, so I've been teaching for a lot of years, trying to simplify stuff for you know web developers. Uh, and the, the, the lesson learned from all these years of how to explain new concepts is basically to map them to what people already know. Um, and when you create this map, <clears throat> it's much easier. So for example, something like resumability, which is a, you know, can be a scary war to anyone. <laughs> Uh, who is not familiar with it yet and not understanding, okay, maybe it's cool, but why do I need it? Like, you know, I already have all the tools that I need in my current framework. I already have, you know, um, a good enough performance. You know, I can do the lazy loading. I can like, you know, why do I need to add this friction to my life now and to learn all these parts? Compare that, like what, what we just talked about, like, you know, comparing the video downloading and the video streaming, it's easier to see why the video streaming changed the entire industry. So even if you don't, and most of the, you know, like I said, apps behind login will probably won't, you know, switch to uh, quick in the following year or something like that. The search engine facing apps are starting to now uh, switch to quick and start to to do the POCs and you know to to measure the benchmarks and everybody is getting like 
wonderful, like amazing results in terms of like the core web vitals compared to other solutions. They are they are getting hooked on it. Um, but it's easy even for the uh, uh, search, uh, like the, the the apps behind the login developers. Um, it's easy to see why this is an like you know an industry shifting you know technology that even if it's not relevant for the next six months to 12 months it is relevant to start and get familiar with this concept because this will be the future you know just like about es6 you know when everybody was on es5 right so we, we the lectures were about like what are modules and what this import and which now we take for granted right so in the future people will understand like you know maybe they will understand the concept of resumability, but they will actually, I feel, will talk about like how everybody will switch from being like a front-end developer only or client-side developer to be aware of what is running on the server, you know, and won't ever run again on the client because it's not needed, and um, and how you how you can. Uh, 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 how does it actually work behind the scenes? What is cool about it and all that stuff. So that's why I'm encouraging, you know, people who need it now, jump on it, start doing your PLC. People who are just interested in, in it, you know, go watch the, the free course on quickschool.com or on, you know, probably we'll have links on the, you know, the official uh, doc site. Uh, go watch the, the recent lectures and play with it and understand like, you know, the concepts behind it. Um, again, this is, you know, uh, on the JavaScript fatigue stuff, I feel that out of all the other cool new innovations, this is a groundbreaking one, you know, that needs to get the attention. That's why I, that's why I personally got, in, you know, involved and less sleep and all that stuff. That's why I believe in. One of the things that I think the community writ large, at least if you're coming from the spa frameworks um, and sort of into the modern approaches, whether it's Remix or, or, or Quick or, you know, any of them is, uh, you know, there used to be this idea of front end frameworks, back end frameworks. And now, you know, I don't know if we have an official name for the, the rest that are kind of a, a, an omni end or a, a mid end that, huh. you know, I think people are I losing mean. track of what is server, what is client. I think this comes up a lot with routing. People just aren't sure anymore if routing is client side, if it's server side, if it can be both, you know, it depends. So, you know, what does Quick say about this? Like how how should Quick developers think of the server and the client and routing? I mean, I know this gets into a bit of Quick City, which we haven't d defined definitively here, but like how, you know, how how should people understand where their code is executing and do they need to know where their code is executing, I guess? Yeah, so uh, so that's a good question. Um, basically, you know, just to to, to set the stage, um, Quick City for for anyone coming to Quick, it's just the you know uh, you can think about it as the routing mechanism, just like the Angular router. Okay, you have the Quick City for routing. Now, difference is that Quick City, just like you know other meta frameworks is uh, out of the box give, give you the ability to do uh, file-based routing, meaning instead of like configuring some you know, uh, configuration object, routing configuration object, you just use the 
file and just like you know create new index.tsx files and in inside of their folders and they are automatically routed to that you know uh, point now um in the future the way um we see stuff uh, and the way i see uh, like the standard in the future will be like is that <clears throat> any point of the application in the future when you will load it any route in the application will get server-side rendered by default and um, or you know static uh, documentation side blogs you know stuff that don't need the, uh, to preserve state between page transitions or uh, you know don't really uh, care about that stuff it will remain like you know uh, multi-page apps MPAs meaning it every page will get server-side rendered with its own context let's say but for majority of um, apps and you know part of the trends of you know these patterns of the past is that we're not going back it's not like uh, you know we're going back you know before spa to the old days of MPAs we still want to preserve the abilities of spas which mean preserving state between page transitions and also to provide this seamless desktop like experience to using our you know dashboard application or our you know inter like a rich interactive application so that's why in the future I, I think that every page every route on the application will be server side rendered by default to maximize you know the to make the the loading time instant and then from that point it, it will become this spa like framework but it's going to be a like a hybrid you know and that's you know part of the idea behind react server components is the same idea of like instead of um now these days with spas you download the entire app or you lazy load the next route as javascript so you need to still execute it and and all that stuff with the new way of doing things you will uh, the next route or the next sub route on your page you will render it also on the server side and will get you know this rendered pieces to the client side as like you know with the same buffering mechanism and then from then on you will have a spa like experience but utilizing the same mechanism for the initial page load but for each sub route navigation and 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 that way you'll get the best of both worlds and you have the you'll have this routing and it will be part of the again the standard way of developing so instead of you know uh, just writing a link uh, you you use a, like a link component or something like that and from that point on you have a spa like application but behind the scenes the framework is doing all the heavy lifting to provide the instant loading capabilities and such so that's how i am um, i see like uh, so developers will have to be aware of what happens on like if you can access a database code okay on your component code you need to be aware that this this is happening on this or this function is happening on this on the server but other than that, the routing, all the stuff, I think, will be transparent to the to the, the like developer. Won't have to really think about it. Is is that is that the, the partially the magic of containers there with the routing piece and the and the being able to move things out? Is that is that where that comes in? I mean, I, 
Again, another term we haven't completely uh, defined, but quick containers. Um, So containers is a a different concept that basically opens a way for um, for basically doing the promise of micro but in a way that works. so so and that, and that's a whole another topic that you know it's 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 more on the advanced side now but we're we're seeing you know companies so uh, wanting to utilize this uh, capability which basically gives you the ability to break out part of your application part of your page into sure. multiple separate applications <clears throat> that you can basically um render on the server, cache the rendered part on the server and reuse parts in multiple websites that use the same piece of, you know, micro front end, let's say. And that way you maximize even, you know, your caching ability on the server. But that's that's a more extreme, you know, uh, use case, which will, you know, benefits large sites or even content management systems and stuff like that, that serve lots like you know 100 i don't know like a a a million websites with their system and then they can reuse like certain parts from the same cache Mm -hmm. and the ability to preserve all the state inside of the html which currently is the that only quick has opens up the door for this type of super advanced caching abilities that allows because you have everything just like a virtual machine you have everything inside of the html so you can reuse it in a, in smarter ways where currently now you can't because you need to hydrate the application or like to rebuild the entire state on the client so yeah that's that's where what containers basically opens up but again it's a more advanced topic uh, yeah, and yeah. also remains to there are more work to to be done on that uh, so I'm guessing this will be after 1.0. Uh, the reason I, yeah, the reason I brought it up is just because you know the routing story as you're describing it, and I, I feel like this is becoming more true. Is also again going back to the topic we said at the beginning, which is that part of the rise of these new frameworks is that they embrace the platform, and I think you see the platform solving this similarly with the page transitions API, like. The base browsers and, and the platform, the people that are working on the platform itself, like realize that the hard cut of a server-side render or of a you know a server-side rendered router or even going to fetch a static page is jarring um and that that is a going to forever be a sticking point and so even the platform is having this idea of going to the server getting static content but then slotting it into an existing still rendered piece but it's still acting and and not just acting but being a full page transition and I'll be honest I'm still trying to put my mental model back together for a lot of this. I think a lot of people are going to need a moment to to embrace this. Um, But it is really exciting to think about that. Like that was part of the reason we got rid of the server was because of page transitions. The idea that we can get the server back and keep clean transitions, I think is just, you know, it's not just quick, but it sounds like it is part of quick. Is it, is it just a, such an exciting part of, of upcoming web web development? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way to think about it, and this this is the research, you know, that was done by React, the React team with the React server component. This was the goal to 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 mesh these two, you know, platforms with the client and the server to provide this seamless transition between 
you know, like a spa-like uh, transition, but server-side rendered stuff to improve, you know, the loading times. But the way I see it, you know, uh, React Server Components opens up a way to uh, do that. Quick has it by default. Just like the islands opens up a way to do less work, but Quick has it by default, meaning automatically, meaning you don't have to think about it. So that's why I'm thinking, okay, there's like improvement, 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 new generation, like MPAs to SPAs, you know, new generation. SPAs to resumable apps or like JavaScript streaming, you know? So JavaScript downloading to JavaScript streaming. This is the, the next transition that they see. And part of it, it will be to provide these seamless transitions between pages, this SPA-like application and user experience, but with all the capabilities of making, because part of the local maximum that we reach with just like SPAs or even hydration-based technologies is that, you know, the user devices uh, can have so many cores, you know, that can run, you know, a, and execute large amount of JavaScript in one thread because JavaScript is single-threaded, right? So there's like a maximum ability that we reached, and the more JavaScript we're adding, the more load we're adding to those devices. So the the and you cannot stop the innovation. So you cannot stop adding more JavaScript because you need this capability. Like you said, you, people expect, like user expect that you have this like rich interact interactivity with the application, all this stuff. So you cannot prevent that. So the solution won't be stop uh, or adding innovation to your app uh, or to your user experience. The solution can like must be don't ship JavaScript and don't execute JavaScript until it's... So don't ship Java, the whole JavaScript just to load the page and don't execute and only execute the JavaScript that you need on this specific moment. And that way you free up the thread, the CPU, the GPU, everything to, to give this uh, interactive. And again, I would say it again and again, Quick is the only uh, from now the on the automatic and I feel in the future all of the frameworks will have to to do something like this well wonderful well we have walked people to the front door now of of the deeper knowledge uh and certainly we could keep going for three hours on this or longer still uh but mm -hmm. uh you know where can people that are now inspired or people that have been playing around with quick and this excites them you know, where can they find other quick developers? Where can they learn a little bit more? Where where can they get plugged into the community? Yeah. So um, first of all, we have uh, our Discord. Um, if you go to the quick docs, you see like a, a community page. Uh, it's going to be merged soon, like a larger community page with all of the groups. We have like groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and you know, all the social platform, Reddit and stuff like that. But the main community uh, chat is the is the oh, is on discord um you can uh, join there introduce yourself and you know ask questions uh we have wonderful people from the community like i said like the quick heroes if you are excited about opening a community in your local town <laughs> about quick reach out to us as well reach out to me or you have 
um, and we have uh, the quick uh, the quick community leaders program, right? That we you know uh, help and and support and encourage people. And we already have people in France, people in England, people in uh, other uh, countries that are uh, that are opening up meetups and you know uh, uh, user groups and stuff like that. So that's amazing to see. Um, so yeah that that so I would say go to the go to the official website under the community uh, you, you'll see all the opportunities to to come and contribute we quick is still you know young at this point uh, we have lots of uh, cool exciting community projects uh, I started uh, you know a, a, a UI component library called the quick UI uh, and you know I work on it with uh, uh, great people from the quick community uh, to try and provide like the first you know native quick uh, UI library so it won't be a, a a blocker for people to you know to adopt quick so they will have you know the best possible UI component library with headless components and with you know tailwind style and material style and all that stuff that are we're used to from all the other frameworks. Uh, so that's a great opportunity to contribute as well, and also to contribute to anything. You know, we promote like uh, you know uh, the the Boy Scout Girl Scout rule, where leave the place better than you found it. So if you find like something is missing in the docs, or you know, we encourage you and we'll help you uh, get up and running with contributing to the to the core and to the docs and uh, and such. So lots of opportunities to join and help and play around with it and ask questions and such. Yeah, we didn't talk about it in depth here, but the the quick CLI is is very mature for its age. Uh, you know, you, if you say how do I use you know this technology with quick, there's probably a a quick add you know it, um, uh, command to do it. So you know you you'll be surprised. It's a it's a very feature rich uh, CLI um, again for the for the length of the time that it's been around. Real yeah. quick as we close out here, um, when is QuickCon, and are you going to be doing a wrap at QuickCon? <laughs> So that's a good question. Um, not sure uh, when will be like the official uh, uh, QuickConf uh, uh, happening. Um, I'm guessing more around like when 1.0 will uh, will be announced um, okay. or maybe after. Uh, but and that's another question probably like people are asking, uh, you know, when is uh, 1.0 is going to get released? And that's a magical question, you know, just like when you know, back in the day of Angular, when is Angular 2 is going to get released? Like, uh, <laughs> the conferences, uh, the, the core team got asked this uh, question. Uh, I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm, you know, um, to answer the second question first, because it affects, like, you know, the first question. Um, the most important thing for, um, for 1.0 of Quick is to make sure the developer experience is amazing. It's not just good, mm -hmm. it's even better. It's as equal or better than what people are used to. So, and that's a very, like an emphasis that we have. So this beta period is for collecting all of the feedback, making sure all the breaking changes are behind us. We have, you know, great docs. We have great, you know, tutorials, great courses, great, you know, stuff to get people up and running uh, with quick and to also establish patterns for larger scale applications of like, you know, state management and stuff like that. So 
it will take a couple of months at least i feel you know again i i cannot like you know uh <laughs> say for certain when because it's uh you know it's it's basically depends on the feedback from the community but the point is not to to get into a scope creep of uh or fe- feature uh, you know a uh, uh, richness that will take us like four years to to ship uh, 1.0 i feel that most of the core concept and stuff are there and they're like easy to to work with um so once that will happen i feel like you know uh at least today a couple of months uh but i i feel that this year will be the year of 1.0 um for quick and after that we'll have we'll see like you know the conferences and you know we already have like a a quick polling in november uh which is gonna be awesome so in terms of a rap song we'll see maybe i will i, I try to do a, you know referencing the ng rap that i did in 2017 in ng uh so I, i try to you know do new stuff every time so i'll probably do like a polka song or like i don't know like something oh, like that but Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? If, if people can wait 15 years for George R. R. Martin to release Winds of Winter, I think we will can be patient until 1.0 is ready. So take your time. <laughs> yeah, it won't take uh, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this Modern Web podcast. Of course, thank you to our guest, Shai. As always, the conversation does not stop here. You can find Shai on Twitter at Shai underscore Resnick. That's S-H-A-I underscore R-E-Z-N-I-K. Shai, are you doing Mastodon as well? Do you want to point people to, or have you not gotten in on that yet? Yeah, I I tried that, but I was afraid of the whole model of uh, if this server is going down, what happens to my, all my, you know, how do you call it? Tweets? I don't know what to call it there, but. uh, Oh gosh, now we're showing, yeah, we're showing, we're we're cool. (laughs) We're cool, guys, we're cool, trust us. (laughs) Uh, but no, you, you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on uh, LinkedIn and on, uh, you know, uh, HiRes.io or Shite HiRes.io if you need like help with like, you know, um, making sure you sleep well at night, as I like to say, um, test right, sleep tight. So I have like, you know, I, I got your back on you know, the test effective development side and, and getting your team on board. So check out HiRes, the zero critical bugs uh, bundle. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter and and such and Discord. All right. Now, as for me, you can find me online at RoboCell. For the podcast, you can find us online at moderndotweb.com or on Twitter at modern.web. Hope to see you all next time. Have a great day. Come on, everybody. This podcast is sponsored by this.labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. For all of your friends and you.